Mid-market-sized businesses are where the true economic action in business really is. They are nimble and agile. They're factories of growth, they lead in innovation, and they're early adopters of tech. These enterprises need the right tools, support and environment to flourish. But sadly, they're often overlooked and undervalued. Not here though. This is the Mid-Market Matters podcast, and I'm your host, Craig West. We'll explore pain points, growth strategies, and how to find the competitive edge. Welcome to SME Radio. In this episode of Mid-Market Matters, we're going to talk specifically about a training, education, and information business for mid-market businesses. And we're joined by Andrew Morello from The Entourage. How are you, mate? Fantastic, Craig. Great to see you again. Thanks for coming in. Maybe give us a bit of background. How did you end up helping and advising business owners? Where did you come? What's your background? Yeah, it's something I've always been very passionate about growing up in small business with my family when they even came out to Australia in the 1950s off the boats from Italy. We went straight into small business and grew up in dad's service stations and then um, was very, very lucky enough to have quite an illustrious property career in Melbourne, then uh, winning The Apprentice, having the opportunity to work with Mark Burris over the last 10 years. Simultaneously, had the chance to work with a gentleman named Jack Delosa and started The Entourage literally 10 years ago on, on April 1st. It's not a joke. It'll be our 10-year <laughs> anniversary. And then uh, taking more of a, a senior role and uh, a bigger shareholding in The Entourage business now um, has really given me a platform to really do what I'm passionate about, which is helping small business owners achieve their full potential and not waste their precious life. Tell me a bit about the entourage. Who are they? What do they do? How's it work? Yeah, we have a, a plethora of memberships and services ranging from people that have an idea with an online course and then also people that are in zero to $100,000 in revenue with an idea there's an opportunity for them to start doing some smaller courses. Yep. Then we have sort of a, a range anywhere between 100000 up to sort of six, 700000 which there's the Accelerate program. And then anyone sort of doing that 700 on a run rate to do a million dollars plus of that mid-market that we spoke about, we have a great program called Elevate, an opportunity for them to have a full-time advisor. Um, it's high touch. They have workshops they can attend. It's exclusive to people in that range. Uh, there's a lot of leverageability against those other businesses, but also they join for the advisory and the education, but they certainly stay for the elite network. And largely that's because when you go into business, you're really good at air conditioning or like your dad, service station, station or yeah. you know, you're know you great at cooking cakes, but you're not necessarily a good business person. Correct. So a lot of your education is around how do you actually run a business? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We've got a lot of people that are just very, very passionate about being a technician within their business. Yep. And even some of them that once we start working with them, we often have the discussion piece around with them that they still want to continue to be a little bit of a technician. You know, if, if they are a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, yes, some people want to build an entrepreneurial business where they can literally step away from it completely. But some people go, look, I want to work with 20% of my clients and just do the things that I want to do. But yep. the rest of the 80%, I want to bring in a general manager, I want to bring in a sales team, I want to bring in other technicians and experts. Once they do sign up for the Elevate program, it's a minimum 12-month program, they do two sessions with our head of Elevate, and we work out, is it a lifestyle business they're building? Is it an entrepreneurial step away from the business that they're building? Is it a family business that they're looking to pass on to the future generations so it becomes a generational business? Or is it a business that they're building for exit? So there's no right or wrong answer, and what we do is we work with everyone in all different spaces, but we try and make their life a lot more efficient, a lot more effective, and give them the business skills that they need in order to achieve the results that they're after. So it's very much goal-based because you're quite right. Different people, I always talk about begin with the end in mind. Yes. People come in and I want to build a business to pass on to my kids. Yep. Someone else wants to build it up to sell it for 10 million bucks. Yep. And someone else just wants to keep doing what they're doing because they really like it. Correct. 
Yep. The course is customised to that outcome. Correct. And then how's it delivered? What's the process? What do we go through? Yeah, great. There's 30 plus sort of workshops throughout the year. And obviously, we don't recommend people to attend all of those workshops because otherwise you'll become a bit of a course junkie, effectively, yep. I tell yep. people. So you get given a, a full-time advisor that works with you on identifying which are the workshops that are relevant to what you're looking to work on in your business over the next 90, 120, and then 12-month plan. They will continue through their monthly advisory sessions to hold you accountable to those and organize to make sure that you and the right people in your business attend those workshops. So one of our big USPs and unique selling points with regard to Elevate compared to a couple of other sort of similar, but I wouldn't say the same. No one's really offering what we're offering, but let's say there's there's a couple out there that people go, oh, I looked at the or I looked at X or I looked at Y and everyone's got their benefits and pros and cons to each course. But one of our big points of difference is we actually encourage the entrepreneur and business owner to use their second seat at workshops to bring their CFO to the finance workshops, to bring their CMO or their head of marketing to the marketing workshops. Or in the case of recently, I had a business that was using a subcontracted marketing group Mm -hmm. and um, they actually gave their ticket, their seat, their spare seat to all the marketing workshops to their subcontractor. And imagine the relationship and the rapport that you build and then especially if it's your actual staff and building a remuneration and reward program around we're going to send you to Sydney to this great workshop. You're going to listen to some of the best marketeers in the world or the best salespeople in the world and uh, you're going to get two days in Sydney and we're going to organize a nice dinner. So a lot of people use those workshops as a retention strategy for their team that's pretty clever um, yep. yep which is some, one thing we do all of the workshops are filmed all of the workshops are live telecast as well so if you can't make a workshop and you want to educate your team you can put it up on the big screen in the boardroom anywhere in the world we've got about 149 members nationally and internationally now so it's grown quite quickly it's obviously yes. a market demand for this kind of support and education and program yeah yeah, yeah. which is very exciting for us when Jack and I um, had the you know conception of the idea we actually didn't really think that it was going to be that big of a market and then we realized once we had, had created something it's a little bit if you build it they will come yep. um, and then we've got a, a retention rate of 80 90 percent so this we're about to go into our third year with the program and we're getting phenomenal retention we've got about 50 50 male and female so entrepreneurs yep. which is wonderful as well we do two retreats a year they're family orientated retreats so people bring their wives husbands partners children so we've tried to create a real community feel for those of you who do know our business from for the last 10 years when Jack and I were um, young entrepreneurs in, in startup world, we, we did play a lot more in that space. Yep. And as we matured, the business matured, and then the people that we're working with matured. You know, yeah, So yeah. there isn't an age bracket that someone should be in, but it, it, they do range from quite young to, to you know much more mature from an age point of view. But it is more the mentality, and it is an application process. And the reason why we do that is because when they are part of the Elevate community, it really is a massive community. We're seeing people now sitting on each other's boards. We're seeing people within the community investing in each other's businesses. We've even got our first wedding. That's fantastic. Yeah, correct. And the community thing's really important for business owners, particularly as you get larger, because it's more difficult to talk to your staff about ideas. And sometimes you don't talk to family because they're not there and they're not experiencing it with you. The last thing you want to do is come home and talk about your business all day. Yeah. That community sense is quite important for people. How are you finding that's working internally? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, what we've actually created is throughout the year, there's actually four dedicated days to what we call mastermind circles, uh, where we get um, 10 entrepreneurs in each circle facilitated by a senior executive from the entourage, including Jack and myself. 
and what we do is they're actually confidential circles where you can actually come and for 45 minutes work on a challenge either within your business or your personal life. Um, one of the couple of the caveats is if it is a husband and wife business, they're not allowed to sit in the same group together. Yep. If it is a business partner business... <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> it's been some interesting conversations, I can assure you of that. Mm. The good news is that it is, it does stay confidential. Yep. Sometimes people just got to get things off their chest, you know? Yep, absolutely. Um, business partners aren't allowed to sit in the same mastermind circle together either. In our um, Net Promoter Score surveys, the two reasons why people stay with us, our retention, yep. is our retreats and our mastermind days. So the irony is, is that, as I mentioned before, that they join, and it's a funny story, we've got one of our biggest success stories is a gentleman named Craig. Schultz, he's got a lifestyle business and as a team internationally, so he travels a lot anyway. Yep. And he said when he joined, oh, look, I'm not going to really come on the retreats because my business is international and I'm always traveling I'm anyway. Always traveling, yeah. So he missed the first one. He's been with us. He's going into his third year now. He missed the first retreat. Saw all the videos and the, and the photos. I think you've seen a few I on have, my social yep. media too. Thanks for like, the invite. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't, we'll get you there eventually. Yeah, good on you. And he goes, he goes, you know what? Can accidentally come to the next one because it's right in between two of my business trips. And it's like <laughs> over in, um, I think this one was Whit Sundays, I think it was. Anyway, it came to the Whit Sundays. Anyway, since then we've had another two. He's the first to board. He never misses. And he never yeah, misses yeah, now. Yeah, He's absolutely. like, that's my favourite part of the community. So, um, look, at the end of the day, there's something there for everybody. Uh, but the main focus, obviously, is to get the outcomes for the business. But you're right, in today's day and age, if you're a entrepreneur, it can be very, very lonely at the top. And you can't really go and talk to your staff because if you are having a couple of bad months in a row, they think, geez, am I going to have a job am in a I couple of months' my time? Job? Yeah, yeah, correct. Absolutely. And sometimes people don't feel comfortable enough to go speak with their wives, their husbands, or their partners because they don't want to give them any uh, unassurance that you know the school fees are going to be paid or, or X, Y, Z. So giving them that forum, and it's amazing that, you know, I don't want to get all woo-woo on you here, but it's amazing what spiritually and emotionally that can do um, just to give you that platform that you need to be able to go to that next level and reach your full potential. And I think, whatever you called it, woo-hoo, yeah. I think it's so important to understand the impact, you know, mental health for business yeah. owners is becoming yeah. a big issue. Now, the media is starting to talk about it post-bushfires Finally. and all yeah. that sort of stuff, but it's not bushfire-related. It's been around for a very long time. Of course. It's bloody hard work owning and running a small business. Yeah, and upon reflection, well, I was very, very lucky that growing up, we knew when my father was having a good month or a bad month, and I think... The maturity that I've gotten in business and as a human being and as a, a, a and as an entrepreneur has been because of the fact that I saw my father go through the trials and tribulations and that actually allowed me to become a better human being and understand business a lot better. Most people aren't exposed to that. Most most fathers don't want their children or their wives, you know, finding out, especially traditional Italian families that were having a bad <laughs> month. Yeah. Um, and so I really, in hindsight, didn't understand it completely growing up, but now in hindsight, I appreciate that my father had that transparency and uh, we were a part of the journey with him yeah and, and you're quite right most families sort of isolated a little bit they or do. a little bit of a wall of protection if you like yeah just to make sure that there's no overlap there but it's probably the worst thing to do yeah in terms of mental health for the business owner particularly yeah some of the courses you talked about um, particularly with elevate which is relevant particularly yes. to the mid-market some of the expertise you're calling in, how is that working? You're getting lots of external input? Yeah, fantastic, great question. So we do have what we call expert roundtable days and also a panel of uh, digital experts as well. So we've got, not when I say digital, it means there's an online platform that holds 27 experts in all different fields, LinkedIn experts, legal experts. You know, we're looking at getting, you're getting you on board with that with succession planning and things of that nature. So pretty much what happens is they get identified as a an advisor, but then the advisor's job is to also find the 
the right expertise to bring that in. And that's one of our um, USPs, again, where in recent times, I was working with a developer and a construction group, and they said, oh, we're going to get a business coach that works solely in construction and developing. And it was between the Elevate program and this gentleman. And I said, oh, give me the details. And I looked, and the gentleman's had an illustrious career in, in development and construction. He should be very, very proud of himself. The reality is, is that... A business, whether you're in construction, baker, candlestick maker, whatever it is that you're in, that's not how business is run anymore. You need access to multiple experts. Absolutely. You need experts in digital marketing. You need access to experts in sales. You need experts in social media. And the reality is, is not one coach can really provide that. So we do give you an identified point of contact, which is your advisor for that, you know, for that period of time that you remember. But they are constantly on a weekly and bi-weekly basis booking new Zoom sessions with these experts right across the board. Right. And that panel currently sits with 27 and continues to grow. And then once every month, the second month, we actually bring those experts into our um, into our office, which you've been to. Yep. Um, and we they actually get an opportunity to, to spend face-to-face time with those. And it's a little bit of a choose-your-own-adventure. So we might get up to 100 members attend a particular day. We might have 10 to 15 experts. And what you've got is you've got members going from table to table, asking 15, 20-minute face-to-face questions. A lot of them have relationships with our members already. And then, hence, when we do do the retreats, a lot of our experts now are starting to attend the retreats as well. So then while they're at retreat, they can go off and continue that, continue that conversation. The important point about that is they're trusted experts. They are indeed. They've been introduced by someone they know and trust and work with a lot. And a lot of them have worked with us literally for 10 years. Yeah, so that they, they've matured and their business has grown and um, they don't sell anything. One of the big points of the points that we make with them is that there's an expectation that our members already pay a membership. So yep. that advice needs to come as part of part of being a an expert partner as part of our, our group. Um, but obviously, if somebody wants to engage that expert in going a little bit further, they can. And generally, it just happens very beautifully and very organically because the people that we have got on board are the best in their field. Um, and then at some point when that business is ready to engage in let's say a digital marketing strategy and they're looking to you know spend a budget of you know 20 or 30 grand yep. on on a digital marketing campaign over the next 6 to 12 months obviously the first person they're going to give an opportunity to is the one they've had Back a relationship the with over the last yeah. 12 months that makes perfect yep. sense um before we wrap things up i'm yep. interested to hear number one tip yeah for a, a mid market business owner yes based on what you've seen, and you've, you must have dealt with hundreds and hundreds of businesses yeah. in the last 10 years. What's your number one tip for mid-market business? It's it's a bit of a classic line that I often use, but I, I truly believe it and, and it underpins everything I actually do, that more is lost with indecision than wrong decision. So often when I work with mid-market um, businesses, you know they're at a point where they've started to get some great cash flow in and they're sitting there and it's normal that to have a, a certain anxiousness about, okay, am I going to go to the next level? Yeah. How do I go to the next level? And who do I go to the next level with? I say to them, you know, whether it's um, Elevate, whether it's Entourage, whether it's Andrew Morello, whether it's Jack Delosa, or whether it's someone else, make a decision and go, okay, I want to go to the next level. Once you've made that decision, then whoever you actually choose, you're going to know pretty quickly within a you know a couple of months whether it's been the right decision you've made. But the last thing you should do is sit around and have a conversation with me in another 12, 18, 24 yep. months' time and tell me you're still doing the same revenue that you were doing two years ago. I love it. So more is lost through indecision than wrong making decision. the wrong decision. Correct. That's fantastic. Thanks, heaps. Thanks for coming in. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Craig. Thank you for listening to SME Radio, proudly produced by Eagle Wave Small Business Podcasting Platform. For more great episodes like this, go to smea.org.au. Remember, if you have a story to tell, we want to share it. Mm -hmm.